Hey everyone, it's the Sweet Tooth Vegan and you're listening to episode 38, Diary of a Food Blogger. In this episode, I have a special guest, fellow Canadian, hailing from Alberta. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can reach me on Instagram at the Sweet Tooth Vegan underscore. Without further ado, here is episode 38. Today I have a special guest hailing from Alberta and she's actually my first guest since a year. It's like my la- the last time I had a guest on the show was a year ago, so I'm really excited. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to chat. Um, yeah, you bet. And just to start off, would you like to give a brief intro to the listeners of who you are sure yeah so so my name is megan and i uh, run the brand megan carey and basically what i do is i show people how to live a vegan plant-based lifestyle so i'm a mom to four kids (laughs) and a husband and we have all been vegan for approaching five years now so quite a while um, I'm also a food blogger, so I love food, and I like veganizing like all sorts of comfort food. So that's kind of the, the main thing that I that I'm into right now. Awesome, yeah. I I like veganizing desserts mostly. That's kind of how I started my business. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have the sweets. <laughs> yes. How did you get into food blogging? So I first started my food blog, it actually came out of just like a want to share what I knew. And I found myself, you know, writing down recipes and that kind of thing and trying to trying to share information with friends and family who are interested in in how I cooked vegan and how I baked vegan. Um, So I wanted to create like a resource that people could go to, um, mainly so that I, I, I could get all my thoughts straight and I could actually tell them in a way that made sense. I tend to be somebody who doesn't really like follow a recipe when I'm cooking. I just kind of, you know, go about it and, and, but that's not necessarily the best way to teach somebody how to cook vegan. So, so I started my food blog as a way to, to really kind of lay some groundwork and to start teaching people and showing them how they can do it too at home. Nice. Yeah. I'm the same way with cooking. Like I, like at first when I became a vegan, I would go on YouTube and follow people's recipes exact. But then like eventually I started adding my own flavors and twists to things. And like I come like my background's Jamaican and we don't follow recipes when we cook. We just kind of <laughs> just taste as we go along. So, yeah, I it's the best way to do it, though, because it's just, I don't know, I feel like you can learn so much more when you're able to, to like, stray from the, the regular path, right? You learn a lot more, either through through mistakes or, you know, sometimes you create something even more delicious that way. Right, so. yeah. That, that's really cool. Have you, like, gotten good positive feedback from your blog, from others, or...? like strangers yeah yeah actually I I have I've had uh, quite a few people tell me especially for there's this one recipe that I make and I I have a hard time even calling it a recipe because it's very just very basic it's a super simple crispy tofu and I've had so many people comment on it and just say like I didn't know tofu could taste this good I didn't realize that 
you know, all I had to do, because all I do is literally just kind of break it into um, smaller chunks rather than the traditional like block method. You see tofu sometimes sliced, right? Yeah. But I tear mine into chunks and it just all the little crispy edges um, when they when it's rough like that, it crisps up really nice. And I just season it like super basic. And that's my like crispy tofu chicken. And so I've had so many people comment like, wow, like I didn't know tofu could taste this good. And that's for sure probably one of my, I guess, proudest posts because it really shows you that you can eat vegan and still really enjoy your food and it doesn't have to be complicated. Nice. Like it doesn't have to be something so foreign that you that you would never know how to actually do it at home yourself. Right, yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm glad that, you know, people have found your blogging helpful. I know like when I first became vegan I relied heavily on YouTube and YouTubers yeah. um to help me like kind of like what am I what do I eat <laughs> exactly the the what I eat in a day videos those are those are pretty helpful for sure and then of course like yeah recipe videos and stuff too mm-hmm. um and I know you're also on YouTube so how did you get into like how did you become a YouTuber so I started YouTube um, later on, I guess, in my in my um, journey. Uh, I started out with the blog, and I was honestly, like, super timid. I was really, like, unsure to try to, like, get on camera and stuff like that. And my husband was actually the one who just pushed me, and he was like, just just do it. Like, Aww. I bet if you do one video, you'll feel okay with it, and, and you'll just run with it. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I guess I will. So... So I did, and the very first video that I published on my YouTube channel was about how to cook dried beans from scratch. So it was pretty basic. It wasn't even really a recipe. It was more um, knowledge sharing, I guess. And yeah, after I published that video, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. (laughs) I want to just keep going. Um, So I did, and on my channel, I mean, I definitely have a lot of recipe videos on there, but I also have... Um, all sorts of different stuff I did in the beginning I did like pregnancy updates and stuff um, I don't have any of those yes, anymore I remember on my, those on my actually. channel because done with babies but um, <laughs> there's a lot of like family vlog stuff um, because I found too um, even like when I first went vegan I didn't find a lot of uh, family vloggers who were vegan there's a few outliers here and there but I found like a lot of the people who are vegan are either single or couples or you know, young, and they just, they didn't have kids, and so I kind of wanted to represent that area a little bit as well, and show, you know, how you can have a family, and be vegan, and, you know, make Mm -hmm. it all work, so, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's some family stuff on there, too. Yeah, actually, you're right, I don't know what it's like now, um, like, on the YouTube scene, but I know for sure, like, at the beginning, when, in my journey, I only saw, like, singles and couples, as you were saying so yeah like there wasn't really a lot of resources and so you know when Adam and I were kind of I guess when our eyes were starting to open up to the possibility of being vegan we were really looking for you know community and resources especially because like it's such a huge responsibility on its own right being a parent but then at the same time when when you're not vegan and you don't know anybody else in your life who's vegan mm-hmm. um yep. it kind of like makes you second second guess going vegan and especially like for like the health of your children and stuff like that so I was really searching for those kind of resources and of course of course we were able to find the resources that we needed like the the legitimate ones like the academy um 
of dietetics, you know, and we wouldn't have just taken a YouTuber's word for it anyways, but it's nice to be able to have, you know, that community or, or see that other family who's doing it too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how old are your kids? Like what ages do they range? Yeah. So, so our oldest is eight. Okay. Um, Savannah, she's in grade three this year. We're doing homeschool again this year for her. Uh, and then we have a four-year-old, Adelina. We have a two-year-old son, Ethan. And then our baby is about 18 months old now, and her name's Brielle. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely keep us busy, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but they're, like, so much fun. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's cute. How, like, have you um, experienced, like, any criticism from other? Because you were saying how your family like we're the only you were the only vegans right like did yeah, you experience we don't even have like vegetarians in our family me neither <laughs> don't have, i'm on the same boat anybody <laughs> um so yeah it's been a struggle 100 percent, it's been a struggle and and you know what like some family members are definitely you know like not affected at all by the fact that we went vegan like no big deal whatever it's all good and then other family members it's like I don't know. I was not expecting. I really, I really was not expecting the, the backlash. I guess that we that we received, mm-hmm. and and I can kind of understand. I mean, it's been years now, right, since we've gone vegan, and even still to this day, we still have struggles here and there, with um, saying no, like we're not going to eat that, and and this kind of thing. So it's uh it's a challenge and honestly I think after years of like reflecting on it I really think that it's not even necessarily that people have a problem with your diet I think it really kind of comes down to like boundary issues and control issues it's like an undercurrent of family dynamics that kind of come forward when you're really seeing if you're really struggling with your family members or friends Mm -hmm. it's not really about the diet I don't think at least from my experience so like they the want like the desire for them to want to control like, exactly oh, yeah okay. and, and and in a way actually Adam and I we, we talked about this um, before on my channel and I think it's really um, it comes down to it's like it's almost like a part of you has died in a way it's like you're no longer able to I guess share the same food and share the same memories over that food so. Mm-hmm. For example, if your grandma made um, a turkey a specific way or something like that, and then you're not going to sit down at the family dinner and have that turkey, it almost hurts people's feelings, I think. Right. But it's not it's not that you, you want to hurt somebody's feelings. It's just that you don't want to partake in, in participating in, in cruelty anymore. And people just, they don't understand. They don't get it. They mm. really don't. Unless they've really had their eyes open up to it um it's very difficult to make them understand your choice without hurting somebody's feelings and so yeah it's it's tricky (laughs) yeah yeah definitely if you come from a family where like food is a big deal um yeah with like bonding and stuff well i don't really know if there's any culture where it's not a big deal (laughs) like i'm trying to think yeah i feel like every maybe yeah maybe individually like maybe there's certain families who don't really care too much but I just think about like yeah family dinners and yeah like Thanksgiving Christmases all these different celebrations it's always so central around food Mm -hmm. and so yeah it can be a challenge 
Definitely. I know f- for me, like, thankfully, my parents um, and families, family members have been supportive of me, o- like, overall. Um, oh, that's so like, nice. There's times when, like, they'll even eat what I make, and I'm like, yay. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. always a bonus. I love that. Like, and honestly, I think that's that's probably part of the reason too why I've why I've really gravitated towards you know trying to create really delicious recipes and stuff is because I want to be able to have that experience with my family. I want to be able to share like delicious food and show them that I'm not like you know depriving myself. I'm not just eating salad and vegetables exactly. all day. Although I probably should be eating more salad and vegetables all day, <laughs> but. I just, I, I really just want to show people that, like, you can still have those moments. You can still come together and enjoy a delicious, like, indulgent meal with each other and, and not participate in animal agriculture. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, like, um, I guess for people that may be listening, because I know a few few weeks ago maybe at the beginning of the month I had a friend who was wanted to go back like she's a vegetarian um, and she wanted to go vegan like adopt a vegan diet and she has a young daughter and she was she's kind of hesitant because of like critiques from family members um, so what like I tried to give her some advice but I'm not a mother um, yeah but like what like for her I'm just thinking of her and maybe other people that may be listening that have children and want to switch them to a vegan diet what would be like some advice or tips I, I think that I honestly think that the main reason why parents especially um are maybe hesitant, especially when it comes to like their children is because deep down, maybe they are not sure in their own minds that it is healthy for their children to be on a vegan diet. And, and I say vegan diet, like, I mean, a vegan diet, anything can be a vegan diet, right? We can be eating Oreos all day and that's vegan, but it's not healthy. So uh, it's like with anything, you want to make sure that you're planning an, a, an appropriate vegan diet. So you want to make sure you're getting the grains in and the nuts, the legumes, uh, of course, your veggies, your fruits, and some really excellent resources for planning a vegan diet for yourself and for your children. Dr. Michael Greger is fantastic. He has a ton of different um, nutrition information. He's a physician, and he runs nutritionfacts.org. He's an excellent resource for um, for planning a vegan diet. In addition to that, PCRM.org, I believe it's .org, um, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Dr. Okay. Neil Barnard, as well as his colleagues, they are fantastic as well, and they have a ton of free resources to help your family transition to a vegan diet. The Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics have stated that it is 100% appropriate for people of all walks of life, whether you are an infant who is breastfeeding, whether you're a toddler, preschooler, a pregnant mom, an elderly uh, person in their, you know, in their senior years, a vegan diet that's been appropriately planned, meaning that you're going to be eating, you know, from the main four food groups of a vegan diet. So it'd be, like I said, your greens, your legumes, your nuts and seeds, your fruits and veggies. Mm -hmm. That is appropriate for all stages and ages of life. Uh, So I think just by 
knowing that in your heart and in your mind, that will give you the confidence to be able to say to your friends and family, this is my choice as a parent. This is what we're going to be doing. I want to teach my child compassion. And I want to teach my child the best way to eat for health going forward, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well said. Yeah, so it kind of comes down to to confidence in your decision. Um, And then, of course, you know, trying to find those supports locally as well. Like, Facebook is great. Instagram is great. But it's even better when you can meet up with people and be like, oh, (laughs) I'm not crazy. I'm not the only vegan in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can go out and I can go to a potluck and everything there I can eat is vegan. Like, that's been huge for Adam and I. Um, Only recently within the last two years, we actually were able to um, start participating in our local vegan community. And it's been huge for us awesome. because we've been able to, to have that uh, community connection locally um, and, and um, you know, share food and share stories and, and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, I, I would say definitely try to find some, some local supports as well. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I really, I like what you said about it comes down to confidence. Um, like the research, obviously, like the research out there supports um, vegan diet, plant-based diet. So science is on our side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's not just like a fad or, you know, not trying to be rebels here. It's, you know. Yeah, and and I mean, I do kind of want to touch on as well, like there there definitely are, especially if you're checking out YouTube and checking out Instagram, there definitely are some some proponents of vegan diets that are maybe, you know, definitely a little bit more lacking in nutrients. Like, for example, like fruitarianism, where you're just eating fruit all day, that's not necessarily uh, the best way to, to eat a vegan diet. I know that you can eat a raw vegan diet, Um healthfully but it makes it more difficult to get the proper nutrition and especially because you're not eating your like good grains so calorie wise it's not very good so i would just be say i would just say be be wary of of um super restrictive vegan diets but Mm -hmm. you can absolutely eat in abundance on a plant-based vegan diet in a healthful way yeah that's that's a good point actually um and like not to be pressured to be a like to be a fruitarian or a raw vegan like yeah because like those those diets are definitely popular like if you type in veganism for sure you're going to come across those types of of diets and uh, I mean the research is just out like people there's not any research saying specifically that yeah that's the best way to eat for your health um so I would I would probably just stick to the cooked grains and and follow follow the science follow what we know for sure right now Mm -hmm. yeah and another thing I I like to tell people is like keep it simple you don't have to complicate things like just like for me I just you know stick to the produce section and like the grains my beans I don't like every like like one of our favorite meals as a family is literally just like green lentils and rice <laughs> yeah see, and then I'll, yeah. I'll throw like some broccoli like the kids love broccoli um so we'll have like lentils and rice with some broccoli and it's just like the easiest thing ever you could pre-cook a huge batch of it and just like have it in the freezer or have it in the fridge and they're happy i'm happy it's not complicated mm-hmm. and it's a whole foods plant-based meal so really really easy right yeah i totally agree with that 
I also wanted to know a little bit about, um, because I know aside from a food blogger and YouTuber, you're also a vegan health coach. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that and like what that entails and if there's any listeners who are interested in your service. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I started my health coaching business a few months ago. Actually, it was in the spring. And uh, the reason I started is because I really wanted to be able to work with people a little more closely to answer some of their questions um, on an individual basis, because my situation is not your situation. It's not the next person's situation. Everybody's situation is different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm at a point in my journey now that I'm able to take a look at your situation and help you plan and help you adapt around it because going vegan is actually quite simple. It's just a matter of figuring out how to do what you're doing now in a plant-based way. And so that's basically what my health coaching is. It's just helping people transition to a plant-based vegan diet in a way that works for their lifestyle. Um, somebody who works a nine to five and is single, but is also super busy, they're going to have different needs than the family who has, you know, dad who still wants to eat meat or who, you know, is not transitioning the kids yet to a vegan diet. Like, so there's all sorts of different dynamics that come into play when you're dealing with different people. And, and that's, that's what I do. I help people through their vegan transition based on their circumstances that they have. So I I started my uh, health coaching business pre-pandemic <laughs> I'm also a nurse and so once oh, things started going oh, crazy with COVID I um I have gone back to work to help out at the hospital and I have been doing some contact tracing from home as well and so right now my schedule is <laughs> like very busy and super packed so I haven't been able to do a lot of the one-on-one coaching um like I've been enjoying lately just because I I'm going to be spreading myself so thin but I did create a mini like DIY program, just enough to kind of get you started. And then I do have a support group as well on Facebook to help. Nice. Um, yeah, so so I have, it's called Zero to Vegan. And it's basically just like all the basics you need as well as, well as recipes and that kind of thing in one little package. Um, it's super affordable and it's very DIY. And then on Facebook, um, you can find me as Megan Carey. And I do have a support group just for women. It's called Plant-Based Health for Women. And that's where, you know, I can definitely help with specific questions to your lifestyle and that kind of thing. So I'm still I'm still available <laughs> just in a different capacity right now. Right. Awesome. I think it's, yeah, thanks for sharing. I think, like, the, I like what you said, how... Like you meet everyone where they're at and you you don't really give like a blanket state um one one size fit all approach and yeah because it's so true i mean people have different needs based on their lifestyle in that moment and you know different struggles come up you know whether it's for weight loss like i definitely focused pretty heavily on the weight loss thing because that tends to be the one of the main drivers as to why people are looking into plant-based diet in the first place so i have focused a lot on that i was um a weight loss coach years ago now long time ago i worked for herbal magic um and it was such a fun job i loved it uh so i do help people with that but it's not just about the weight i mean the weight tends to be a side effect of all the other lifestyle factors that go along with the weight so it's the 
it's the diet, it's the exercise, it's the mental health, like all these things come together to create the reality of where you're at in your life right now. And so that's really where I try to dive in and figure out with you, you know, where you're at right now, how you got here and let's fix some things Mm -hmm. so that you can move forward from the situation you're at now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like, that's great work you're doing. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, another question I had kind of relating to uh, your coaching. So I know, like for me, sometimes, especially when I'm busy now, now that I'm back in school, like there, I haven't carved out time to properly plan out my meals. And I find when I do that, I'm not eating enough. Um, and I'm not necessarily eating healthy so I was wondering (laughs) if you could grab and go right (laughs) yeah um but now I have to tighten up on my buying buying food like takeout yeah because it gets expensive for sure yeah um so I was wondering if you could share some tips for meal planning um especially like for the new vegans out there and for people like me that are starting to get busy um (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, even though, you know, for the most part, I do, I am working from home right now, um, with the contact tracing job. So, so I am at home, but just because I'm at home, um, we are still super busy and I still need to meal plan because my life is crazy. (laughs) So so if I don't meal plan, then we end up in that situation where it's like, Oh, you know what? Let's just order pizza tonight because there's lots of vegan pizza you can order. It's not healthy. It is expensive. Or let's stop at A&W and get a Beyond Meat Burger. Like, so, so yeah, meal planning is super important. And I think it's important no matter what age, what stage, what your situation is. And some of the main things that I do for us to alleviate some of that meal stress, number one, I plan my meals for the week all on one day. So like whether it be a Sunday or a Monday, whatever day, pick a day that works for you. And then you take a look at your schedule for that week. So if you know you're working four days a week or you have uh, a social engagement one of these days, write that out. And then what I like to do, especially when you're when you're transitioning to a plant-based diet, it's always like, okay, what's for dinner? <laughs> that seems yeah. to be the hardest thing because we're so used to planning our meals around a meat protein. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I tell people to switch out their meat for a legume or a seitan, which is a vital wheat gluten. It's like the Beyond Burgers and the Gardein Chicken, those kind of things. So what you do is you you plan your um, plant-based protein first, and then you build your meal around that. So for example, um, for us, chicken usually is chickpeas. So, So we eat a lot of chickpeas in our house. We'll probably eat chickpeas once or twice a week, and I just make them super easy. I pan fry them um, without any oil, just dry, and then add some seasoning to them, and I'll serve that with some mashed potatoes and some broccoli or some other veggies. Mm. For our ground meats, we tend to use a lot of lentils, so we'll do like the lentils and rice like I talked about earlier, um, or even well, I'll throw some lentils into like a spaghetti sauce and have spaghetti We also, we do eat seitan, and I actually, my favorite brand is probably Gardein. I love that brand, especially for their, like, ground meat. That's really good. Same with their, like, chicken fingers. That's really good kid food. I like like their chicken fingers, yeah. And I like their fish fillet, fishless fillet. 
Yeah, those are good too. Yeah. yeah. And so usually once a week I'll plan a seitan night and that's kind of like our treat nights where we'll have, you know, something a little bit less healthy because guardian, I mean, yes, it's plant-based, but it's definitely it's, not I know. health food. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's probably more of a treat. So we'll have that yeah. once a week. Um, what else? Black beans, kidney beans, there's all sorts of different legumes. Plus, don't forget about falafel. That's delicious. Oh, yes. I haven't had um, that in a while. Tofu. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what I do is I'll, I'll plan around a plant-based protein. And the rest is easy. The rest you guys already know. You know your mashed potatoes. You know your rice. You know your regular sides and your regular veggies and your salads. So really, it kind of just comes down to planning a different protein. And once you've got that protein under your belt and you've figured out what you like and how to prep it, it's really easy from there. Nice. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I just need to take, like you said, start, just plan it out. Take a day and plan it out. And yeah. Like, yeah. And, and some of the things that I always have on hand is, like, I have a ton of brown rice. So, like, I'll make – I have a rice cooker, and I'll just make a bunch of brown rice. I'll fill it right to the top, and I'll freeze half, and the rest will stay in the fridge, and I'll use that throughout the week. Mm. Same with um, my lentils or my uh, chickpeas or black beans. I'll throw them in the slow cooker okay, and just let them cook um, for about four hours. You don't even need to pre-soak them, nothing like that. It makes a huge amount of beans. Uh, and then, yeah, freeze half, save half for the fridge. And those are really the two, I guess, most difficult or time-consuming um, things that we eat because, you know, generally it takes time. So yeah. I'll try to batch cook those. And uh, everything else is pretty pretty simple. Like I said, your potatoes, your pasta, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I think it just comes down to making the time to plan, like for me. <laughs> I know it's so easy to just kind of push it aside and be like, oh, I'll worry about it tomorrow yeah. or whatever. But, but yeah, you'll notice once you start getting into the habit of it, um, the t- 10, 15, 20 minutes even that you spend doing it, number one, it's going to save you a lot of frustration. But number two, it's definitely going to save you a lot of money. Not only because you're, you know, no longer stopping at the at the takeout or whatever, but mm-hmm. it allows you to plan what you're going to get for food, um, for groceries. So it really saves a lot of food waste also. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I created a, a huge video actually on this. Uh, it's a fairly recent video on my channel as well. So if you guys want a little bit more information, you can check it out. Um, it's just under Megan Carey with a K on YouTube. And it's, uh, I think I titled it meal planning to save money or something like that. But yeah, it goes through basically exactly how I do meal planning. Um, to help you save money and <laughs> frustration. Sweet. <laughs> so. Okay, I'll add that. I'll find the link for that video and I'll make sure to add it in my description for the the podcast so they can oh, just perfect. click it. Um, so um, I just want to say, like, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your story, um, your tips. I really appreciate it. And it's uh, like for me, I always find it interesting. Like I'm always interested in learning more about other people's um, vegan lifestyle, and to get, like just get inspiration and um, yeah. Oh well, I I really appreciate the chance to share because, like I said, I've been crazy busy and I love doing YouTube. I love doing my blog, but I just haven't had a lot of time for it lately. So this has just been a really nice opportunity for me to teach a little bit more because I love doing that so thank you so much for like thinking of me and having me on it's been a lot of fun for sure awesome no problem 
Um, and to conclude, um, if you could share any resources for the listeners, um, usually my listeners are vegan or people that are interested in um, veganism. Um, and then also share your social media outlets so they could follow. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you guys probably already know, but an amazing resource for recipes, for vegan recipes especially, is Pinterest. Pinterest is fantastic. One of my most favorite food bloggers that I go to for vegan comfort food is Nora Cooks. Do you know her, Shay? I, she sounds familiar. I don't know. Oh, she's amazing, you guys. She, her chocolate cake is fabulous. So you absolutely, Ooh. for food inspiration, you got to check out Nora Cooks. Right. She's great. Noted. Um, yeah, Pinterest Pinterest is wonderful. Like, it's beautiful to look at, and it's a wealth of, of resource. So outside of the YouTube world, outside of the blog world, Pinterest is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. And um, for, for any of you guys who are listening who are vegan but um, aren't maybe, you know, haven't really gotten into activism yet, if it's something that you're interested in, if you're passionate about animal rights, I highly, highly recommend um, checking out uh, a YouTube channel. It's my husband's YouTube channel. It's called Edmonton Vegan Outreach. And it's basically, he walks you through how to outreach as a vegan to people who are not yet vegan or who maybe don't even know what a vegan is. And um, he shows you different interactions that he's had with people outreaching to them, explaining all about veganism and how they can go vegan. It's not just him. It's him as well as um, plenty of other people in the Edmonton area who participate in Anonymous for the Voiceless, which okay. is, you might have seen them. It's a Cuba Truth that they do. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, and it's really, it's really good. So if you're vegan and you're thinking about getting into street activism, I mean, it's just one form of activism, right? We can be active many 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 different ways by having a blog or you know having an instagram account anything like that or even just talking to your friend or your neighbor down the street you don't have to do street activism but if it's something you're interested in i definitely recommend checking that out cool awesome yeah um and then i think i mentioned most of mine but but yeah you can find me uh megan carey so M-E-G-A-N-K-E-R-R-Y. That's my YouTube channel, um, as well as Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a woman who's interested in learning about plant-based eating um, recipes and for health, then you can definitely join Plant-Based Health for Women. Um, that's our Facebook group. Awesome. I'm actually part of that Facebook group. I'm not yeah. really active on Facebook a lot, but... I, I um, remember yeah, I, I I've been, I didn't mind, neither am I, <laughs> like I said, super distracted lately, but, but yeah, it's, um, it's nice to be able to just like touch base with people and share a few recipes here and there. And, you know, if, if, uh, people have questions or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's a good resource. If you reached this far in the episode, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and your ears and for your support. Um, I really appreciate it and I had a great time chatting with Megan. I really enjoyed her virtual company and getting to know a little bit more about her vegan journey and her services. If you're interested in any of her services and her YouTube page as we talked about in this episode, I have linked all her social media outlets and her husband's social media outlets 
in the description of this podcast. Also, be sure to check out this month's variety treat box. For October's variety treat box, it's going to feature my pumpkin spice scones with maple glaze, which are my favorite. Um, my blondies and the crowd favorite pecan caramel tarts. So if you're interested in purchasing a variety treat box for this month, the deadline to pre-order is October 9th. So yeah, get on that. <laughs> Don't wait last minute. And be sure to spread the word uh, to your friends, family members that may be interested in purchasing a box. For example, for Thanksgiving, that's coming up. Or Friendsgiving, whichever you uh, decide to celebrate. And that's all I have to say for this episode for now. Um, as always, you could check me out. Or not check me out. <laughs> you could contact me um, via Instagram at the sweet tooth vegan underscore. Thanks so much for listening and take care. <laughs>